Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 27-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can find them at DorendaWilson.com and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I'm really grateful that you're here today. And like many homeschooling moms, uh, math might be a real challenge for you. I know it was for me. Um, Maybe you're even looking for a new math curriculum. I would recommend CTC Math. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Creative graphics and animation synchronized with the friendly voice of internationally acclaimed teacher Pat Murray makes learning math easy and effective. Favorably viewed and Kathy Duffy's 103 top picks and the Old School House Crew Review. So lots of recommendations there. The lessons are short and concise. That's really key, isn't it? Short and concise to help your child break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. Visit ctcmath.com today to start your free trial. That's ctcmath.com. All right, so I have had many moms message me asking how to homeschool with littles at home. And I know this is a topic that I have addressed in other, maybe within other homeschool topics. Um, I've never, I don't think I've addressed it um, specifically as its own topic. Although I do have an episode called uh, Homeschooling with Multiple Ages, um, because that's another question that I get a lot, and it's similar to this one. But this whole life with littles at home, you guys, I can totally relate. I have had five kids, seven and under, six kids, nine and under, seven kids, 11 and under. You get the idea. So I totally get this, and I can tell you that it is not impossible. Now, I can't tell you exactly what it will look like for your particular family, although in the next episode, I'm going to talk about ways to make it work. But I can tell you that it can be done. However, you have to let go of your preconceived ideas of what education looks like because the common image of education is extremely narrow. And let's just be honest, you guys, quite frankly, it isn't working. I think we would all agree. And it's so interesting because everybody wants to go back to that because it's like all we know. And yet we look at it and we know it's really not working for the most part. So um, I think it's important for us to sort of have a fresh view of what education actually is. And this is something that I give and deliver in my book, The Four-Hour School Day. So if you kind of want to take a step back and say, okay, let's just review or renew um, and get a new perspective on education. What is it really? And what does that mean for our family if we want to homeschool or if we are homeschooling? So I'd encourage you to check that book out if you, uh, if you would like to get a little perspective on that. But one email I received said this, Hi, any podcasts on how to homeschool with a newborn and a toddler? I've got boys that will be five and six in September. I'll have a 17-month-old and I'm due in September. 
My family thinks homeschooling will be too much, but I feel God is calling me to keep them out of the public school. Any suggestions on how to talk to them? All right, so I'm going to talk about a lot of things um, just from this one question because I think it's these are very uh, common concerns, very common questions. Um, and so I always like to start at the most important place, and that is what does your husband think? And so I had that conversation with this mom and we talked about it. But so if you're a listener out there, and you've got this something similar going on here, or you're thinking about homeschooling and you're concerned about the questions you're going to get from extended family and all of that, I'm going to tell you to start, first of all, with your husband. Is he on board when it comes to homeschooling? Now, if he's not, that's not the end of the world, okay? So it, it, I just want to reiterate that it is important and it's, it's, it's not absolutely necessary, but it's very, 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 very helpful um, to have your husband on board because you need his support when the days are hard. So uh, maybe you or your husband isn't keen on the idea and you're like, well, he's not super supportive or he's really not actually supportive at all. But uh, ask him if he would be open to letting you have one year as an experiment. You aren't going to ruin your kids in one year. And I talk about this in the four-hour school day. And then also listen to the episode on the importance of a biblical education. That is such a foundational message um, that I think that both parents need to listen to. Um, because you hear what this, this mom is saying. She feels that God is calling to her to keep them out of the public school. And I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I used to used to kind of feel like, well, I can't say that for everyone, but you guys, it's so bad. It's so bad. There is so much to talk about there, but we're not going to go there today. Let's just focus on potentially homeschooling or homeschooling with um, a lot of little ones, Okay. So ask the, your husband if you can have one year as an experiment. Listen to the episode on the importance of a biblical education, and I will leave that link in the show notes. So uh, maybe your husband is is letting you experiment. Maybe he's like, okay, we'll try this out and see how it goes. Now, one way that could be super helpful to encourage him that it's actually a good thing to be homeschooling your kids is make a journal. And day to day, each day at the end of the day, write down everything you did. Not necessarily what you planned, but what you actually did. And, and, and also just share in there what you see the kids are learning from it. For example, the baby had a blowout and it was everywhere. One of the kids ran and got a diap the diaper and wipes. Another ran to get an outfit and they came alongside of you, all right? Right there, just in those few moments, your children were at, were practicing teamwork. They were following directions. They were learning to care for the weak and vulnerable. They were being helpful. Uh, you guys, they were obeying mommy. This is this is all really good stuff. So instead of seeing these situations that happen in everyday life, and this is key when you've got little ones, instead of seeing the things that just inevitably happen when we have a lot of little ones at home, seeing these things as obstacles 
We need to see them as learning opportunities that are just happen, happening naturally. It's really key, you know, changing our, our perspective on what learning is. Learning is doing so much of the time. It is doing. It's not necessarily opening books and learning from books. That is one way to learn, but it's not the only way to learn. And so I really quickly want to take a little side trip um, and address what this mom says when she says, my family thinks homeschooling will be too much, but I feel God is calling me to keep them out of public school. Any suggestions on how to talk to them? So let me just address that really quickly. First of all, your extended family or friends aren't responsible for your children, and this decision is not theirs to make. Hear me, moms. Your extended family or friends are not responsible for your children, and this decision isn't theirs to make. Even if they are well-intentioned and they love you and your kids dearly, at the end of the day, those children are your responsibility, not theirs. You do not owe them an explanation and you don't need their permission to make this decision. I'm going to read that again. You don't owe them an explanation and you don't need their permission to make this decision. This is a decision that you and your husband will stand before the Lord for. No one else will be standing there with you. The responsibility is squarely on your shoulders. That doesn't mean we can't learn from other people. We can't listen to counsel. But at the end of the day, you must, must, must do what God is telling you to do. Walk in obedience to Him. That is going to make all the difference in the world. My question is this. Since when does someone else get to tell us that we can't handle something? Do, do they get to make that decision? Do they get to decide for us that we can't handle it? This is a message that is permeating our culture. And the message is that motherhood or homeschooling is too hard. You can't handle it. It's just too much. And it's absolute hogwash. We've got to stop believing these lies. Now, granted, as believers, we're not going to do this on our own. We're not going to do it well on our own. We need the Lord to help us, but we have him to help us. What is impossible with man is absolutely possible with God. He is the God of miracles. He is the God of multiplying our efforts and making them more than enough. So I'm going to give you just a few things that you can say to your family because we don't want to be... Um, uh, reactive. I think that's super important when we are res when we are responding to people who are being negative towards us and our decision to homeschool or towards you know whatever decisions that we're making. We need to be careful that we're not reacting out of our flesh. We want to respond. So I like to, I like to have something ready to say. So I'm going to give you something to sort of get you started and get the creative juices flowing. Um, so. I would first of all recommend that you keep it brief. The longer you talk, the more it's going to sound like you have to defend your decision, which you do not. Um, I have often asked my husband to address it when I felt uh, more comfortable with that. Um, it gave him a chance to be the protector and the leader of our home and to verbalize our commitment and decision um, to homeschool our kids. So something that you might, a, a way that you might say it, if you, if you end up in that situation and 
you want to have some sort of response, um, something like, my husband and I believe this is the wisest choice for our family. And just leave it at that. If they argue with you or say that it's too much for you or whatever, you could just say something like, I appreciate your concern, but we are confident and committed to this decision that it really is the best one for our family. And I'd really rather not talk about it any further. If you feel concerned in the future, would you please just pray for us? That is super helpful because then you're basically saying, no, we're making this decision. You're drawing the line and you're saying, no, we're making this decision. And whatever concerns that you have, take them to God. Um, and obviously there's going to be family members and friends who aren't believers and you, you, you technically can't say that to them. But I've said it to 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 people who I know probably don't have a relationship with the Lord because they're not going to look at me and say, oh, well, I don't pray. You know, it's sort of like quiets the situation. It diffuses it. So those are just some ideas of things that you can say. Um, Now, when it comes to the reality of what it's going to look like exactly in your home for your particular family, I can't tell you exactly that because I don't live with you. I'm not you. I'm not, you know, I, I don't have the same husband that you do or the same children you do, but I can tell you that it can be done. And you're probably wondering, well, why? Why can you say that? Um, well, today I'm going to talk about why it can be done. And in the next episode, I'm going to talk about ways that to make it doable. Um, some different ideas um, that'll get the creative juices flowing and just some truths that I think we need to bear in mind as we're walking out, you know, what God has called us to do. But the reason that I can tell you that it can be done is this, because God is sovereign. God has knit your family together exactly the way it is. Birth order of your children, gender of your kids, you being their mom, your husband being their dad, um, or if you're a single mom, God God is at work. He has knit your family together. And what you need to do is embrace that. Understand there's nothing to feel guilty about. Okay, you didn't maybe expect to get pregnant this soon. That's okay. Guess who did plan that? God. He ordained that from the beginning of time that that particular child would come at that particular time. And so if that is true, he is going to give you everything that you need to do what's in front of you. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but he will provide. Um, Again, he is sovereign. Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And what comes to mind when I read that and think about homeschooling moms is all the moms I've talked to who said, oh, I could never homeschool. And the next thing you know, they're doing it. Later this month, I'm going to have a podcast on the reluctant homeschooler. And, And that could be reluctant to start and even being in the middle of homeschooling and still being reluctant. We're going to talk about that later this month. But you guys, God is sovereign over our families. He has knit us, our families together just as they are. He has us exactly where he wants us. And once we can say, yes, Lord, I accept this. I see this as your your work and you are the one who did this. And so I am going to be thankful for it. Please show me how to steward this wisely. 
So God is sovereign and he is good, moms. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that though for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. We are called according to his purpose. He works all things out for the good. Also in Psalm 119, 68, it says this about God. You are good and do only good. It is true, God can't do evil. He has sovereignly knit our families together and it is a good thing. He does all things well. So look at your family and in the middle of the chaos, say to yourself, he does all things well. But God instructs parents to raise and train up their children in the nurture and admonition of him. And really what that is, is discipleship. Now, there are two models basically for education. And there's a lot of different ways to educate. But every one of those ways, those methods, falls under either one category or another. There is the Greek method and there is the Hebrew method. The Greek method is like what you would see in a classroom where um, the teacher disseminates information and the students basically spit back out what they learned. Um, It's information-based. Hebrew method is relationally based. It's based on relationship. And that, I believe, is the ideal method to educate our kids. So we're walking alongside of our kids and we're living life together. And of course we have, you know, different things that we're doing when it comes to homeschooling, but homeschooling revolves around our family life, not family life around homeschooling. I'm going to say that again. Homeschooling should revolve around our family life, not family life around homeschooling. And no place is that more clear than when we have a bunch of littles at home. Because typically, there isn't a lot of bookwork happening. And there shouldn't be. I don't think that's the time or the place for it. But let me just talk a little bit more about discipleship. Jesus gave a great illustration of this. He said, can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the teacher who is fully trained will become like the teacher. And so I read this and I think about the fact that um, you know, when we put our kids in a classroom full of other children, we know that children are born foolish. They have to gain wisdom. They have to grow in wisdom. So essentially, when we put our kids in a classroom like that, we are putting them in a, a classroom full of fools. And and make no mistake, the teacher may have some impact on the students, but I guarantee you the students will have more of an impact on each other. You don't know what kind of experiences and family life And values are instilled in the children that are surrounding your children in that classroom. And it is our responsibility to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Other students cannot, they will disciple our children, but not in the ways that we want them to. And it goes on to say that students are not greater than the teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Okay, so the teacher is... the fellow students mainly, um, and then also the teacher at the front of the classroom. How well do you know that teacher? Do you entrust your child's soul to that person? Do you know that person that well? In other words, are we willing to let others take on the job of discipling our children? Because essentially when we let them go for that many hours a day, that many days a week, that is what we're doing. There isn't a lot 
There isn't enough time at home to do recon and things like that. Our kids will come home and there will be things that happened that they will never tell us about because they're not able to process it and tell us those things. They may even, maybe if it was traumatic enough, they will shove it down and leave it there and ignore it because they don't have the ability to process it. And these are the things that we are protecting our children from when we are homeschooling them. And in those early years, such tender, such a tender age where their their character is being formed, um, I don't want to let someone else do that job for me. God has put our family to our families together with specific timing and intention again. So there is a way to do this. Um, and I think we just need to to realize that we really are the best person for that job, and that that position of um, of encouragement and counseling maybe should be coming more from the Lord than from someone else. I think about this. Okay, let's ask yourself this question. What if I didn't need someone to continually prop me up and tell me that I can do this? What if I decided that that role is already filled by Jesus and the word of God? He is the great counselor. Jesus, I always say Jesus wants to disciple us as we disciple our children. Moms, as long as we are allowing Jesus to disciple us, he is going to give us that wisdom and that clear direction that we need to disciple our children and to teach them all that they need to know. Because if we're continually dependent on others to validate and affirm us and our decisions, we will never experience the freedom that homeschooling offers and truly enjoy our kids through each season of parenting. Now, encouragement can be a blessing, but it's more important that we are getting our marching orders from God and walking in obedience to Him. He is so faithful. Now, I'm not saying that homeschooling with lots of littles or any littles for that matter is always easy, but it is worth it. Our kids are learning a million things from family life that you likely will not know about until they are adults. Trust me on this. Just keep your hand to the plow and work on keeping a healthy biblical family life and a simple, consistent routine. And those alone will teach your littles an incredible amount of life skills that no curriculum could ever teach. And this doesn't just apply when they're little. It applies throughout all of their their growing up years. Moms, you really are the best facilitator for your kids' education. You know them better than anyone. You love them more than anyone, and you are more invested in their future than anyone. Moms, you can totally do this. John Holt said, what is most important and valuable about the home as a base for children's growth into the world is not that it is a better school than the schools, but that it isn't a school at all. Join me in the next episode. I will talk about ways to make homeschooling with little ones work. And if you're looking for a great resource uh, as a homeschooling magazine, uh, Homeschooling Today is my absolute favorite homeschooling magazine. I would encourage you to go check them out. I write articles for them every quarter. Um, There's even a Dear Dorinda in there. You can send in questions that I can answer. Um, So I would encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today. I will leave a link in the show notes. Let's go ahead and bow in a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for all of these moms are courageously considering homeschooling 
with littles or are already homeschooling with littles, I ask, Father, that you would cast a vision, Lord, that they would see everyday life with their kids for the learning experience that it really, really is. Lord, life is educational. And life with littles is really educational. And there's so many wonderful, wonderful ways for our children to have their character built in these younger years when there's a house full of littles. Um, It can feel overwhelming at times, but it is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to lay a foundation that is absolutely essential for for healthy, um, well-adjusted adults, Lord, and kids who love learning. And so we just praise you and thank you for the opportunity to have all these little ones. I pray for every mom here that she would eke out every bit of enjoyment she can in these years that fly by so quickly, Lord. Give her peace. Give her wisdom. Help her to be calm, to have a, a, a calm and quiet spirit as she uh, navigates this this season with her little ones. In Jesus' name, amen. 